I don't have a lot of time to say this, but I got to get something off my chest. Last night, my house threw a party. And I thought that we all finally got along. We had a good time. But we got so many protests, we broke so many rules that we got booted off campus. You know, it used to be the administration's job to make rules. It used to be us against them. Now it's us against us. Look, I've been here for seven years, and I got to tell you guys, what's going on here is about America. It's about democracy. It's about the Bill of Rights and basic cable, call waiting, and free trips to the salad bar. It's about everything that makes this country great. Our country. We can do something about this. We can finally say that when some people are having a good time and drinking some beers, throwing some meat, that we're not going to protest. In fact, I promised myself I wouldn't do this. I'm sorry. If we could just say that, if only to each other, just this one time, that we're not going to protest. That we're not going to protest? We're not going to protest. We're not going to protest. We're not going to protest. We're not gonna protest. We're not gonna protest. We're not gonna protest. We're not gonna protest. You're listening to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Oh, Jeremy Piven. How much foresight. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is The Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander. For all the places you could be, you decided to spend some time with us today. And for, as a matter of fact, you have spent uh, 100 shows with us. That's right. This is... uh, Show number 100 for for a podcast that was supposed to go to 20. So I don't know if that means I have gone way past my expectations and fulfilled more than I could have ever dreamed, or if I've really outlived my expiration date. Either way, you're here. I'm here. Why don't we do a show? Local Bar can be found. iHeart, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you can find us on Powercast out there in Missouri. Actually, they're internet radio, so you can check them out anyway. 97.9. Um, excited to uh, to be back here with you. So, uh, show 100 has come. Let me let me let me let me let you have a little bit of inside baseball here. Show 100 barely happened. <laughs> God. I've got interviews. I've got interviews recorded with great folks to bring you over the next couple of weeks. The great thing about it is that means less work for me (laughs) because all I got to do is come into the studio, plug them in, and talk just until my heart's content. But this show, this show was supposed to be something different. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. Two years ago today, 
two years ago today, uh, I proposed to my wife. It was today. It was in front of the uh, the uh, water fountain. Uh, it's a really cool fountain that they have in Five Points. Really cool water feature. Um, uh, and, and right here in Columbia, South Carolina. It is where we met. As a matter of fact, I got down on one knee right in front of where she was sitting the first time I ever saw her. Really cool. Really cool. Um, did not go as planned. If you don't know the story, here here it is in the in a nutshell. I had um the ring that she wears is her grandmother's ring. Um, it was something that she always wanted, and so I I had to take it to get it sized, get it clean, get a couple of things fixed on it, all, all that all that kind of jazz. Uh, it was an um end of October, beginning of November. I'm at the jewelry store. And I say, uh, yeah, hey, here, here's this ring. I need, I need you to do this stuff with it. They, um, they say, yeah, okay, let's let me talk to the jeweler and get him up here, and he'll give you kind of an estimate or whatever. It's like oh, that's that's fine, just just whatever, just just tell him come on up. And all of a sudden, I realize, I, you know, I have a daughter with my ex-wife, and I was like, ah, crap. You know, I probably should let her know. <laughs> I, I, you know, seeing that. That we have a daughter, it'd be the nice thing that she knows. And so I shot her a quick text because that's what you do. I mean, I'm going to let her know, but I'm not going to make, I'm not going to go, like, I don't have to tell her in person, right? So I shoot a really nice text. Say, hey, I just, I just want to give you a heads up. The things with Maria and I have, have moved and gone exactly the way we've wanted to. It's been fantastic. We've decided to. Uh, merge our families together and our lives together. I just want you to know I'm going to, I'm going to ask her to marry me in uh in a couple of days and uh she sent me something really nice back and it was it was it was all good. The jeweler comes out and he says, "Yeah, yeah, we can do this, man. This is no problem. There's not really a lot to be, be to be really done with this. Uh, it's just a couple of things I need to do here. Uh yeah, you can you can pick it up um probably about uh, 5 weeks." Five five weeks? What the hell? Five weeks? What do you mean? What do you mean? Five weeks. I, I planned on doing this in a couple of days. Well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe three weeks. All right, fine. I'll I'll, I'll do it around Thanksgiving. So first plan was scrap. Second plan, uh, little problem getting the ring ready. A couple of things went kind of wrong with it. Does that then that's a whole other story. So I was going to ask her then. And I was like, oh crap. So then um December twelfth was rolling up. It was uh it was a Friday. It was getting close. I didn't want to go too close to Christmas because I didn't want it to be necessarily a Christmas thing. I really wanted it to be kind of close to Thanksgiving because I, I'm kind of big on Thanksgiving for a reason. If I haven't talked about it on a show, I, then I need to do me a Thanksgiving show here one day, one of these days. And so I uh I get ready. To, to 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 do this and I, I call I call you know some friends up and I'm like hey um just so y'all know Matt as actually told my boy Matt I'm gonna need you to be down there because I want you to take pictures I don't want a ton of people down there I don't want to tell a lot of people about it. I think some of Maria's friends are still mad that I didn't let them know but like I only told Matt because I wanted some pictures and I, I didn't I didn't know these mouthy girls I didn't want them telling Maria so uh, while I mean no disrespect to them, 
I don't know what secrets they're going to share and what they're not. So, and I, I didn't know at the time. Knowing now, I know the one or two that I would I would say could come. And if they're listening, it's not you. <laughs> it's probably not who you think. Um, I would. Uh, we we finally we're going to go. So it's like Wednesday, and all of a sudden, Maria tells me, uh, "Hey, uh, listen, um, we've got plans on Friday night. <laughs> we do. Yeah, Kurt, this guy that she works with. Yeah, he uh, he um, he's uh, invited us to this uh, the shindig, and it's a it's a like a black tie event, and it'd be really fun to go, and it's for a really good cause." We find out later it's a bunch of crap and the the guy running. We went, I mean, we had a great time and it was very nice and really cool to go. But it's such a it's, it's a, such a shady deal. Anyway, it's it's just funny looking back on it now. But I was like, no, no. <laughs> like how how do I get out of this? Like I no, I was I won't. Nonetheless, and this this just goes without saying. She works with this guy, Kurt. They also used to date. They ain't no way in hell an ex-boyfriend is about to make me not be able to uh, propose to my wife. Okay? Like, that's that's where we are right now. And it's Wednesday, and she's telling me this. And I don't want to say, no, Maria, let's let's not do it. And I was like, no, we, we've, we've got we've got to, right? Like, I, I can't I can't give it away. So I tell her, okay, uh, listen, right after work, though, I mean directly after work, before you head home, we we need to meet at Publico. Something's going on with Matt, and he wants to talk to us. Now, Matt, at the time, had some illness. Some some really, some funk had kind of gotten him, and he had had it for a couple of weeks. Went and got some blood work done. Doctor just thought it was really weird. It ended up being nothing, and he, he was absolutely okay. But... I had to sell this to Maria, so I'm like, hey, listen, I, I just don't know what's going on with Matt, but he wants to meet with us and a couple of other folks, not a lot, and just talk to us real quick at 5 o'clock at Publico right right after you're done with work. So Maria looks at me and she says, do you think he has cancer? And the only thing I could do was go with it. Yes, that's correct. I sold out one of my friends as a cancer patient to get this woman to meet me. <laughs> it was terrible, and I felt bad. She even had, like, her friends, she even like, had, like, a prayer group that she said they, they needed to lift Matt up. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want this to get so out of hand. I just I just want you to be there. Uh, n- uh, nevertheless, she, she showed up. I proposed to her, pointed over to the side. Hey, by the way, there's Matt. He's fine. I'm pretty sure she hit me. <laughs> but today, today was the day that that that, that finally uh, that proposal finally got off the ground and got us rocking and rolling. Uh, oh, this 100th episode has been a lot like it. I have dealt with the the person who was supposed to be the guest today just cannot do it. and I cannot put this off another week. I have I have stretched you guys so thin over the past few weeks. I've gotten emails. People think the show is going is is like ending and it's just been it's been terrible. And I'm like, no, I it's not. It's just every time we have a plan, something else falls apart. And uh my dog my dog chewed the cables in the studio. 
freaking Sandy chewed the electrical cable. I don't know how he's still alive. I don't mean because of the cable shocking him. I mean, I'm surprised I didn't wring his neck. No, so every every time I turn around, every time I turn around, something, something. I'm even saying, the studio right now, I wish you could see it. There's junk everywhere because we just had a birthday party and we had to clean the house. And when you clean the house, yeah, that's right. Everything goes in the damn studio. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just a mess. It's just an absolute mess. Like, everything's a freaking mess. And I sat there, and I was like, why in the hell would I let a mess and a problem and some obstacles and someone cutting out on me, things not going the way I planned, why in the hell would I let that keep me from doing my 100th show? Because, quite frankly, the 100th show isn't about anybody else but you. More on that in a minute. I um, I want to say thank you uh, to the folks that have sponsored this show. Uh, yeah, Bomba's, uh, you know, their, their sponsorship has been really great. We really appreciated having them this year. Really love their socks. Got them on now. Telling you, go buy you some Bombas. Um I um I also want to say a very special thank you to the Patreon folks. Uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, please look it up on Google. It is a place where you can go and you can donate money, whether it be weekly or monthly or whatever it is, to uh, to folks that uh, do things like this. Uh, a lot of podcasters are, are there. It's real simple. You go to patreon.com slash local bar. You'll see a big, horrible picture of me. I think I think that's the one they've got up there. And then a place where you can sponsor the show. A dollar a month. or I think that's what we do. I don't think we do weekly because, because there's not always a show every week. A dollar a month uh, not only supports this, but everything we do, whether it's welding a family, uh, this, and uh, possibly, possibly a new show. I said I wasn't going to drop it here on the, on the 100th. But yes, maybe. Maybe a daily show is about to drop. I don't, I don't know. Stay tuned. Patreon.com slash local bars where you can go to do that. I, I want to give a, a huge shout out to all the patrons. Um, the, the, it really goes a long way. I mean, you have no idea when 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 we're, when we're looking at finances and whatever keeps not only the show afloat, but allows for us to add equipment and add different time and reach out. Uh, and, and advertise in so many different ways. That all comes from that Patreon account. I, I don't have money in my life to throw into that, and it really helps us out. Any dollar you give uh, is something uh, that we really appreciate. My goal for the new year is to do more with the material you get. Yes, that's right. If you're a patron, you do get some behind-the-scenes stuff. If you're not getting your behind-the-scenes stuff, shoot us an email, chat at localbarmedia.com. And uh, we had a couple people not get it. And um, I, uh, I I do want to do more with that this year, um, not because, you know, it's, it's like I got to do that so I can get some more money. But I, I really appreciate it. And I like being able to give a little bit extra to those of you that um, that are patrons. Just a heads up with the new Daily Show. There may be some really cool benefits. Just saying. But I'm not dropping the news on the Daily Show today. 
But thank you uh, to everyone who has supported this show. We really appreciate it. Um, and it's uh, it, it means a lot to us, and it's uh, it's really cool to uh, to look back over this year and to see how much we've grown in that area. And that really just comes from the faith you guys have in us. So thank you so much. A heartfelt thank you from me. I really do. I really do appreciate it. Now, the 100th show. The 100th show uh, is, uh, you know, as I was planning it and watching all my plans fall apart, it, it, it became very apparent to me that it needed to be about one thing. I, I tell you all the time that if you send me an email, I do try to respond to every one of them, every one of them, and, and I generally do. Um, there are some that are quite nasty, and I don't think want a response. I kind of, I kind of don't give responses to those. Uh, not some of them I do, but uh, some of them kind of smartass. Um, but there's, there's some that get set to the side, and. I don't want to answer them because I just don't want to go down that road. But I've seen a pattern in the questions I'm getting. And, and it's growing and it's coming from different areas, even not just in the country, but even outside of it. So there's there's been this overwhelming um this overwhelming question uh, or desire to hear my opinion on a few subjects that it's it's growing by leaps and bounds. And here's the thing. I can't ignore it. And number two, there's really no reason for me to bring on a guest because it's not about what some other guest thinks. But I don't want to just sit here and tell you my opinion. I, I want to do something a little bit different. And yeah, it, it has to do with you. So sit back, relax, enjoy a stretch of Don Merkel here. And I'll talk to you in just a second. And I found the girls waiting by train bound for God only knows where Standing by the tracks that have a house on her back And in her eyes I recognize a distant stare Said that she was leaving cause she knew that I was cheating on her With a sister Lorraine well, As for forgiveness, she told me to kiss her ass You didn't mind, jump from that train Cause I love you Loving you's got me lazy and drink girls got me crazy. I never touch another drop of you. I buy a shirt, I'll go to church, wrap my arms around your girth, and then I'll never have to sing the blues. So, um, I, I didn't get to, I didn't, I didn't go back and kind of, kind of finish what I was my, my original thought. So when I told my ex-wife, by the way, that I was going to ask my my now wife. To marry me, um, I immediately had to turn around and say, "Oh, it doesn't look like it's going to be for another five weeks." 
Do you mind keeping a secret? So my ex-wife had to keep that a secret. And as far as I know, she did. So that's, yeah. That was a that was a weird day, let me tell you. I get, uh, uh, oh, a uh, little blacksmith stuff. If you're in the Asheville area, I have just learned that something unexpected is going to happen. Uh, we are going to be playing the, uh, up in um, at Jack of the Wood, one of our favorite places to play right downtown in the heart of Asheville. Uh, we're going to be playing on Saturday night. Really looking forward to the show. But it is going to be a very uh, different show. As a matter of fact, it is going to be a setup that we have never done. Uh, I am excited about it. Don is probably sweating bullets. But if you are in the Asheville area, please come by Jack of the Woods Saturday night, December. That would be December 15th, correct? Is that correct? Saturday's December 15th. Saturday's December 15th. Come by. It's going to be uh, one hell of a time. Please come say hello. Get ready for a different show. If you've seen Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths, you have never seen this formation before. And you probably never will again. I, I don't know. I don't know. We may be on to something. We'll see. But uh, come by. Check us out. Uh, you can also check out uh, Don Merkel and the Blacksmiths on Facebook, on iTunes, and uh uh, come see us at one of the shows sometime soon. Foxfield for New Year's. Let me tell you, that's going to be, we did that last year and had a blast. If you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area. Foxfield, best outside music venue in all of Columbia. Um, I've, I've enjoyed uh, over the past year, especially the past six months, of, of watching the podcast take off. Um, it's, 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 it's reached... Uh, a lot more than I ever thought that it would, and I'm very humbled by that. Uh, I am, I, and I'm, I'm, I'll say this, and I'm not saying this in some way of like, oh my gosh, I don't know how. Oh, this, I'm really humble, but I'm not. I mean, because don't get me wrong, yes, it's, it's true. I do love me some me, but I, um, I never dreamed it would get as big as it has and have the listenership that I would get the emails that I would have, um the the kind of relationship uh that i have with the listeners i i knew i'd get some of these folks that i've i've had for interviews that no one i'll tell you this no one has really blown me away i've been very excited to to talk with some of these folks but no one i've never asked someone to be on the show and been been shocked like oh my god i'm getting an interview with with this person i would have never believed it not yet i've got i've got some inquiries out to some folks that might uh, that would be pretty cool some of that came true, my Christmas wish list. Um, but I, I haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't had anything like that. So, so I say that not, not to disrespect, because we've had some fantastic people as guests. But it, it really has been the relationship uh, that I've had in some way with you, the listener. Um, I can tell by the shows you go back and re-download. Um, I can tell uh, by how quickly the songs are um, picked up and, uh, you know, if, if a show doesn't really land, uh, the next one's not going to really take off. You know, I, I, can, I can tell all these things. For those of you that are interested in podcasting, 
Um, that's the coolest thing about statistics. I, I do get some really cool statistics. I don't get all the information uh, that people like. I I don't know where you start and stop the show. Like I don't know any of that stuff. But um, you can see trends, and uh, and I have that, and then I look at the emails I get and, and the feedback that I get from folks, and it's really nice to to be able to. Uh, sit and just kind of in, in, enjoy that and, 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 and kind of take that in. It was funny. Um, I debated for the longest time over how many shows to actually keep up on iTunes. Um, and and I, I did that, though, because I, I knew starting off that they were going to be really bad. Have you gone back and listened to the local bar number one with Scott Kelly? Like, have you have you done that? Um, the, the the sound is horrible. I don't even sound the same. I don't know what I was doing. I actually had somewhat of a script for that show. It was uh, it was really kind of ridiculous. But I decided that I wanted to keep them up uh, because it's not so much about my talent. And uh, you know, like how I sound, and and where I want to uh, get better at the the sound, and you know, how do I how do I come across more serious in my voice? I need to do better with my inflection. I mean, all that stuff, all that stuff is 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 things that I I may do for myself. But the show really is about you guys and the interviews that I do, because. You see, on this show, it is you that I interview. Everybody that I interviewed on um, on this show, up to number 10, had listened to the show before. What was, like, well, well, the first, okay, so Scott Kelly didn't. But uh, Smitty had listened, and it was, it was really kind of neat because, uh, as as I as I went forward, people people that were on the show were people that had listened to it. So we're 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 we're, we're part of the of the group. So I I've decided to leave them. I, I'm going to tell you the second time I thought about taking them down is when Maria and I started dating, and I realized that oh I don't know ex girlfriends even their kids are on this thing, <laughs> but. If something truly is going to be a personal journal, I can't be afraid to to leave it up because it's not just about me. It's a, it's about you as well. So I say all that because I, I want you to know that, that as I go into um, what I've been asked, and, and I do believe it to be very good subject matter for the 100th episode, I want to do it in a way that we 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 understand that I am I am talking amongst all of us here. In other words, I'm speaking specifically to those of you that have listened to this show, that have been a part of this show, that have that have given feedback, that have been around, that have supported this show, because there there is a set of ideas. Like we may not agree on everything. I completely get that, but the core values of what we believe in, I think are very important and and quite frankly that's what I've been asked about like like you I have greatly questioned 
the world today. Um, I've had moments where I'm I'm shocked at the not only the things I read online, but even the responses I hear in real life. Um, I, yeah, I'm seriously shocked by it. I, I I'm I I don't know. I can't really put my finger on on where we've gone wrong. But I I do believe that we are we're losing it a little bit. And we this is nothing new. I've I've talked about this in 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 shows before. But we've got 99 shows that that we can look back on right now. And 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 we can talk a little bit about what's what's important and and where where we need to make sure we're not losing our our focus. I'll tell you one of the first shows that that I remember is my 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 show with Daniel Rigby. Uh, it's it's local bar episode number eight. Daniel and I had met at the Cock and Bull, great bar here in uh, in the heart of Rosewood, right on Rosewood Drive, right off of Rosewood Drive on Edisto, corner of Edisto and Rosewood. Looks like a house. Don't get fooled. Walk on in. Uh, I was there, and Daniel was uh, just trekking through the country. Dude from Nottingham. And uh, we we just kind of happened to sit side by side at the bar, strike up a conversation, and uh, it was it was fantastic. Took off from there. And one of the things that I remember, though, uh, when, I, when, I, when I talked to Daniel, not so much the questions that I asked him, but um, – the feeling I got listening to him describe how he was at this point in his life, essentially what brought him to that bar stool in Columbia, South Carolina. He, he was, he was at a, uh, I think it was an Ikea and there was a huge map of the world. And he looked over at England and saw where he lived and saw the rest of the world and realized there's so much I haven't seen. Sure. A lot of people have had that feeling before. A lot of people have had that thought. But Daniel jumped up and actually did something about it. Started traveling. Now, when I say Daniel travels, Daniel travels. He's got a blog. I think it's called Tired and Happy Travels. I'll have to double check that. Daniel Rigby, look him up. I'm, I'm sure you can find it. He and his uh, girlfriend, very lovely lady, um, go uh, trouncing about the globe and uh, they've got some of the best pictures and some of the coolest stories. He actually passed through Columbia, South Carolina, about a year ago. The son of a bitch, and didn't I didn't get to see him? <laughs> such a such an ass. Um, but when you're a world traveler, a serious world traveler, that kind of crap happens. But it was really cool because I was blown away um, in that conversation. That yes, the the world is still a very large place. The internet makes it small for us, but there's still so much out there. Not just, uh, not just uh, you know, just this the the land masses, but the people, and the cultures. I get I get questioned a lot. I mean, a lot about politics, and I get I get asked a ton of questions about. Um, who I want to vote for, and if I'd support candidates. And um, 
I've uh, I, I've said multiple times on this show. If you know a political candidate that would like to come on this show and talk with me, I'd love to have them on. I, I'm they're not going to get softball questions from me. I don't want to say that I've given up on our government. I I, I don't I don't believe that at all. But I, I'm having a really hard time with the people that we elect lately, and it's not so much them well a lot of it's them a lot of it's them like and sometimes i'm like how do you elect this person and i know a lot of you are thinking about trump right now when i say that and i understand that it ain't just trump i mean it's just it's ridiculous both sides of the aisle people that we put into office are you kidding me i mean i i get it i get how some of them sell to their districts hey i'm going to get you all this free stuff i like, i know how it works but man some of the folks we put in, I have a really hard time with. But it's not just here. I think back to, to Daniel Rigby, and I think back to that map. I, I remember when, uh, not long after he and I talked a couple of years ago, the, this the huge breakup in the EU happened. I was like, what in the world's going on over there, man? I have no idea. And then also we've got the Trump and Hillary debates, and he's like, what in the world is going over there? I have no idea, Daniel. I have no idea. But the world, the world is a, a really big place, and we have to be careful. We have to be careful about a lot of things, and we, we really have to be careful about the misconceptions. That's, a, that's the second thing I want to bring up. I, I think we, I think we, we, we really do uh, jump to too many conclusions nowadays. Local bar number 13 with Chelsea Bullock. Uh, the first one and the second studio I ever had. Uh, the recording is terrible in that one because we didn't have all the mics working just yet. Chelsea is the, uh, was a, she's a nurse now. She's a traveling nurse. Uh, she's up in Alaska, I believe, last time I heard. And she had done pageants in South Carolina, beauty pageants. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty awesome that she did it. And Chelsea is yeah, Chelsea's a very lovely young lady, and and she's done very well with pageants, won a ton of them. Um, but she talked about how not only did she do that because yes, yeah, she liked the confidence and how it taught her how to present herself and and all those things that you do. But she's like, dude, it, it, there's there's money involved in this. There's there's chance for me to better myself. There, there's an opportunity for me to have a platform where I can go out and talk to people about certain issues. And obviously hers was based in healthcare and it's, it's, it's fantastic. Go back and listen to that show. It's, it's great. And I think we do that too much nowadays. I think, I think way too often we just jump towards misconceptions. One of the things that I'm growing tired of, and this, this probably answers the, I should save this one for last. This answers the bulk of the questions I've been getting. One of the things that I'm getting tired of is I'm getting really tired of the way we are segmenting everything. I, I counted um, about a month ago, was it a month ago? When the, the Kavanaugh uh, hearing was going on, and then I, I did it for three weeks afterwards. I got into the 40s how many times I read or heard either an elected official, I'm not kidding you, an elected official or a talking head on the news. I mean, you know, some somebody that's at least got play, not just some Joe Schmo on, on Twitter. Let me just put it that way, okay? 
but they said that all the men in this country need to shut up. This this is a new thing that we do now. We we like to say this right now. All of blah 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 needs to shut up. All of blah 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 needs to shut up. And it's usually based on sex, race, or religion. <laughs> and it's it's funny to me because we want to talk about being inclusive, yet we want to tell an entire group of folks to shut up. I've um I grew sick of this between um, conservatives and liberals uh, during the um, during the the second Bush's administration his, his first four years it was uh, it was mind numbing how both sides became so incredibly partisan so incredibly partisan and um, it it was it was infuriating to me when when I would see people say something like that if you've if you've taken a listen to this show. I, I am all about the the idea that we need to share ideas. Like there there's there's no reason that we can't sit and talk if if we agree or if we disagree. It it doesn't matter what um where where someone wants to go with so we like we it's it's okay for as, us to have a, a sharing of ideas and 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 have uh a um a conversation where more than one viewpoint is is heard. One of the shows that I I really I I'll give you a little a little behind the scenes on. Um, I did a show with Will McNamara. It was Local Bar Twenty Four. It was done back in two thousand sixteen. It was a uh, it was a neat show because I um I didn't really know where I was going to go with it. The um. The shooting at the nightclub in uh, Florida had just happened. We had had quite a few things going on or, or around that time. And um, Will is uh, is gay, and he's from South Carolina. Now, he's he's younger than me. I'm not trying to insinuate that uh, guys and, and girls that are Will's age have had it easier than uh, folks my age as far as coming out in South Carolina. It's still very hard. It's, it's, this, this state's not the, the biggest to embrace it. It has gotten better, leaps and bounds better than where it used to be. In the 90s, it was a, it was a different thing. My, my friends that are gay and that came out in the 90s, very, very tough time to do that. Um, before then, it was almost impossible. All right, but so it gets a little bit better as we go. Still, South Carolina, not the easiest place to to have that life. Um, Will came on and was very brash, and for a show that leading up to that point had all been very positive, there were aspects of Will's show that that weren't. And and there was a part of me that didn't agree with Will. Okay, um. I knew the shooting happened, but I knew that we didn't know exactly why it happened. We, we have since learned that it wasn't so much a target towards homosexuals and the homosexual community in Florida. Um, it, however, it did happen. And at the, in the moment, it did feel like that. And, and that's, that's why I wanted Will, Will to be on. Like, tell me your emotion, how you feel. But Will kept going down a path that seemed very pessimistic. And, and I, there was a part of me that wanted to spin that 
out of it because when when it comes to this show, I, I have wanted it always to be very positive. I decided against doing that, and and I I made a a, a purposeful um, decision to not pull anything. I, I tried not to to draw a silver lining around any cloud because number one, Will wasn't that pessimistic, but it was his true feeling at that time. I've gotten questions about that show. And and people have asked me over and over again, would I have Will back to debate maybe how he felt at that time? And the answer to that is absolutely not. Because that, moment is captured for its moment's sake. It's the danger of keeping so many shows because it's easy to look back on them knowing what you know now, but that's not why they're there. And Wills was the first one that had to do not with telling a past story, but in telling something that was happening right then. When when we disagree... It's okay. We can have conversations because none of us know how it's going to go. Do we have to get so partisan where we don't want to hear the other one's point of view? If, if that's the case, then, then you're not getting, you're just not getting it. Look, as much as we all want to think we're right on stuff, you can't really know that you are unless you hear other people's point of view. I'm not saying you got to agree with them. But if you don't want to hear what a whole group of people have to say, then all you're doing <laughs> is, is, is exactly the same thing that you're accusing them of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I understand that people aren't trying to segregate again, although I, I will say that's something in this country we need to get a little bit better about. The idea that in order to get past segregation, what we need to do is segregate groups again. Let's let's not do that. This uh, number one rule of local bar uh, life: it be inclusive, not exclusive. I don't care if other groups have pissed you off. The best way to get rid of groups is to bring them into your own and show that they're not just a group. We're all just people. We're all just people. But the thing about Will's conversation is that it'd be really easy to go back and nitpick that and for people to say, hey, what does that guy think now? Has he heard this or has he heard that? Or even for, for the side that kind of felt bad for Will, hey, is, is, is he doing okay? Has his life gotten better? Yeah, yeah, it has. I mean, Will's doing great. Will's a great guy. Will's positive. He's happy. He's, he's a really cool guy. But Will in that moment was in a bad spot. I, I, you know, it's like this kid. Who's who's the kid that got? Did he win the Heisman? The kid from, where's he from? Alabama. There's some young guy that they got an award the other day, and so what somebody did, some trash journalist, they decided to jump on his Twitter page and go back, and and find where he put some some uh, like homophobic slurs or something like that on his page. All right, let, let me say a couple things about that. Number one, kids. Don't put crap out there on the internet that you don't want someone pulling up later. 
even if you think you've deleted it, don't put crap on the internet that you don't want someone finding later. Number two, there's a big difference in being a 14-year-old kid and a 21-year-old man. And, and, And what's the reason in going and doing that? What, to discredit him? To say that he doesn't deserve the Heisman? What you, you 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 can't you can't you can't have the Heisman if you if you if you're homophobic or racist or something like that. We got a few asterisks we got to hand out. Come on, let's not play that game. Don't get me wrong. Be a better human being. Be inclusive, not exclusive. Don't think like that. Get better with your mind. But but don't go like trying to dig up trash on people like that. It has nothing to do with what they do out there. I don't agree with his thoughts. I don't agree with that. But I also know that it has absolutely nothing to do with where this kid is in his life right now. And when he has one of the biggest moments in his life, throwing that up there, that's just garbage. Don't get me wrong. I You heard what my first reaction was. Personal responsibility. You, you got to get out there and you got to you gotta take care of things and you got to make sure that you're, that you're covering your own butt. At the same time, at the same time, we don't need to be trash human beings to each other. And that is show uh, show number 73 with Justin Robert Young from Night Attack. is in uh, March earlier this year. Is one of the things that, that as he and I were kind of going through a list of... It, so, j- I don't think I did a really good job. I know a lot of folks that listen to this show listen to a lot of podcasts. Night Attack is a very, very large podcast. It is not up everyone's alley. (laughs) Maria can't stand for it to be on. I love it. I think it's great. It is a comedy podcast. It is is hilarious. It is off the cuff. Um, It is off color in a lot of ways. Uh, but very tastefully done. Is that? Does that? Can I say that? Yeah, that about describes Night Attack. It does. But one of the things I thought about when I was sitting there talking to Justin is, is you know, we we brought up all of this stuff that that he had done, and and, and like Justin's constantly putting out content, and a lot of it is very funny. Justin um, had a show. Uh, not long uh, before that interview where he gave away a CD of a stand-up routine he did in college. And there is a, uh, when he, when he made the CD, there was a, a very big slur on it. And Justin thought, I can't give away that CD because it's got me saying something horrible on it. And you know what he did? He thought about it and he said, you know what? You know what? I'm not going to be afraid of the world. These are my words, not his. I'm not going to be afraid of the world. He, he did a, a, a spot on one of his shows about this where he talked about the consternation of trying to make this decision. He said, forget it. I, I am going to put this out there. I am not going to allow someone to tell me that I can't get better, that I can't move forward, and that I can't look back and say, yeah, that was a mistake, but that's not me today. 
and me hiding from that is not the way to do it. So here, you won the CD. Here, here you go. You keep it. Just so you know, there's something at the end of that I don't agree with that I said, but it's on there. But go with God and, and have fun with it. One of the coolest things I've ever seen. Because, yes, for those of you that have been asking, I do think we've gotten to the point where bullying is okay. Yeah, it's show one hundred. Let, let me just okay. All right, we we have we have we have got to stop bowing to pressure. I mean, there are so many people that hear something that they don't agree with, so they come to get people fired. Look, I, I I've said before that I'll I'll give this example in case you've never heard it. The Westboro Baptist Church. I'm going to say a word here that I don't like saying. Just brace yourself. If you've got kids, it's not the worst word, but it's not a good one. But it's the people that have the sign that says God hates fags. Um, at, um, at, at, at there, It's usually military funerals. In case you don't know why they do this, um, the Westboro Baptist Church says that, that, that God is very mad at the United States because we are pro-gay. And for the military folks that go over, all you're doing is you're supporting the pro-gay movement. So they line the streets at military funerals, and, and they have those signs. It's, it's terrible. They're, they're, it's horrible. As much as I can't stand these people, and I cannot stand them, there's nothing. See, there's, there's a lot about Westboro that I don't like. Number one, I don't like the fact that they use Christianity in a way that's not very Christian. Uh, as a guy that is a faith-based person, uh, I, I hate having to explain myself because of these people. They could do a better job. I'm not saying they got to worship and believe everything that I do, but come off of it. Let's let's not. I mean, let's let's not go that far. We can debate things. I'll debate things with Baptists all day long. It's it's not that. It's it's the fact that they go that far with it. Come on, you're garbage. But what really sucks is they have every right to do that, because in this country, we can we can have that. We can we can have that freedom of speech. The stuff that's happening on Twitter, where people are getting kicked off of Twitter, I may think that they have just like vile things that they say. They still should be there because I need to hear what they have to say so I can go and debate them, so I can go and speak out against them. There's nothing wrong in doing that. But this idea now that uh, we have these groups that they hear you say one thing and, oh, my God, it means you're awful. We got to come for your job. We got to come for you. You got to get kicked off social media. The, the Kevin Hart thing was kind of atrocious to me. He's a stand-up comedian. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. We have got to lighten up. We have got to lighten up. We have got to lighten up. Don Gray, a guy I did, I did uh, local bar number 66 with, comedian. We talked about uh, um, is is during the time we were all worried about net neutrality. And we were talking a little bit about censorship and, and how that feels. I talked about that with, uh, with Jen, uh, too. I, I, uh, the show that I did, when when was that? Uh, Jen Snyder, uh, 91. We talked a little bit about um, the struggles that you deal with, certain words that you shouldn't use because things that can be offensive. But, but, but th there's an understanding here. When you go to a comedy show 
it's it's going to be making fun of folks. Like if I, I've always been surprised if you go to if you actually go to a stand up comedy area, like a, like a like a theater. All right, people sit down front and then they get mad when the comedian picks on them. You are in. You are the only person that stand up comedian can see, and. That's what you're there for. If you can, if you go to stand-up comedy shows just to laugh at someone, then you're doing it wrong. You better be ready to laugh at yourself, because one of the great things that comedians do is they they do that. They point out the absurd for what we do. This is why I love them. George Carlin always said that the the idea of a stand-up comedian is to know where the line is and then to intentionally cross it. Now, don't get me wrong. I do think there can be some decorum when we get out of that spotlight. But like Kevin Hart has told jokes that make fun of a lot of things. Kevin Hart makes fun of white people. Kevin Hart makes fun of black people. Kevin Hart makes fun of all people, just like, I don't know, almost every other stand-up comedian does. But he suddenly had a job at the Oscars, and we don't want him there anymore because he said something against gays at one point in a theater. Right. Is he he not allowed to... to, uh, to go anywhere because Kevin Hart's made fun of everybody. I think we get so wrapped up in that crap. And we're getting to a point to where we just want to be offended. We just we just want to be offended. But when we come after people, that's what bothers me. I'm going to give you a little behind the scenes here. When it one of the greatest um, conversations I had on air and off air was local bar number 93 with Brian Brushwood, September 17th of this year. Brian Brushwood is a, a, a very successful guy who has made a very, a very good living off the Internet, especially YouTube. Uh, he is the sole uh, proprietor of uh well not the sole proprietor but you know he and justin robert young do night attack it's kind of it's brian's show brian does scam school the modern rogue he, there's a lot that brian does and he's done very well he's been on nat geo i believe yeah he's got relationship with penn and teller like this this guy is a is is a really cool and a, an amazing guy as far as his success in the internet world today um Brian and I did that show in September. We were supposed to do it in uh, June, and um, some he was in the middle of traveling. But I, I will tell you, um, probably out of everybody that I've interviewed, probably the most famous. Even if you don't know him, just so you know, probably the most famous is Brian Brushwood. You know, it, easily the most famous is Brian Brushwood. Brian kept up with me. Not because the show's doing great. My show doesn't hold a candle to a thing that he does. But he is just that kind of guy. Hey, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to make this happen, dude. We were about to, to, to do it again, and his brother almost died. And I got the nicest email from him ap- apologizing. Now, we didn't go into all that detail at that point. But he felt really bad uh, uh, for skimming out on me and said, don't worry, we, we will make this happen. Um, 
then we then we had a hurricane come through here in South Carolina. It's a it's a really funny thing. We kind of recount a little bit on the, on the show, but Brian did whatever he could to to make this happen for a guy that he knows nothing about. I don't even think he knew Justin had been on my show. I I know Brian had never listened to my show. Brian knows nothing. Brian probably still hasn't listened to the damn show. It wasn't long though after after that happened. And I'm going to I'm going to kind of just I'm going to kind of just surmise this and so I'm not really going to do it enough justice but I I want to bring it up in this way. Um there was a a young lady not long after that interview who um went after Brian. Um she had worked years ago um for another company that uh, one of Brian Brian's writers uh, had, had worked with, and he was the direct. This guy was the direct manager of this young lady. And what the guy did was kind of uh, skeevy and pervy, and uh, really made her feel uncomfortable. She she uh, let the management know. You know, she did all the things that she's supposed to do. I think he got a couple of slaps on the wrist, but it really wasn't much. Um, I, I want to say, and again, I may be kind of recounting this wrong here. I want to say he did it again. So, something happened where he got let go from the job. Like either he did it again or management thought about it and said we didn't do enough. But because of what he did and the uncomfortable situation he put this young lady in, um, he, um, he got fired. Brian had hired him. He is on his, his, his writer staff. Uh, even though Brian's very famous, don't get me wrong, it's not like Brian's got a whole slew of folks. You're just talking about a handful of folks that work with Brian, right? Okay. So he, he, um, not long after this episode of The Local Bar, uh, this young lady gets on Twitter and calls Brian out. Talks about what a scumbag he is and uh, how terrible it is that he's got this guy uh, hired on a show. Brian just kind of reaches out on Twitter and is like, Hey, I, you want to talk about it personally? That's fine. Just like, I don't know where this is coming from. So this girl keeps going and keeps picking the fight. And Brian's like, he's not even in charge of anyone. Like he's not like in a management position. Of anyone. I'm just, he's here and he's writing. And then of course the girl just turns around and points out the fact that Brian doesn't have, uh, enough women working for him and, and whatever her, her act she has to grind, you know, the guy's got like four people on his staff. Okay, right. So it's probably not the most diverse because he lives in Austin, Texas. And I don't know, there's only four other people that work on it. I don't know if it's four. I'm just, again, I'm just surmising here. Brian uh, Brian apologized, said he, he had handled it wrong. Um, and I, I think he did a very good job. Um, I think either that guy doesn't work with him anymore. I think they, I think they let him go. I've been asked about that. I don't agree with it. I, I'm going to step out on a limb here, and I'm going to tell you that I don't agree with it. Guy does something at a job. He gets fired for it. He loses money. He loses his job. He loses his dignity, as well he should, because he's being an ass. The guy goes and gets work somewhere else. He's not even in charge or managing anyone else, so he can't do that. Probably couldn't get a management job because, I don't know, if I was hiring him and I saw that he did that, I'd have to keep a close watch on him or I'd think about that. But the idea to come after him and then to come after Brian for something that happened years ago, 
I mean, number one, I don't know the other guy, so I can't speak for the fact that he did he learn his lesson. I don't I don't really know. I don't really know that he did. But should Brian had gotten like all that flack for it? No, I I don't think so. But we live in a world where we want to do that. Where we want to come after people. Well, we would need to make examples. You got punished, but you didn't get punished enough. And it's it's usually about whatever the hot button issue is at the time. I, I understand that. But I think we go a little bit overboard. Now, I am not like best friends with Brian Brushwood. I'm not. I don't really know the cat. Uh, he did do something really cool when my daughter called him on the phone not long after the the the, the interview. So cool, so cool. The, the stuff that I'll share with you one day if you ever see me out somewhere. We'll we'll, we'll hit a bar and I'll, and I'll I'll tell you the story about what he did. But you know, are are, are things like that fair for for a guy who's either given someone a second chance? I I don't really know. Sure, you want to go after the guy that yeah yeah you had the issue with because you still don't think he got punished hard enough. I get that, but you're gonna you're gonna go after Brian pretty hard. I don't really get it. Which brings me to what I'm asked about a lot. The local bar number eighty two, the one about the issue from the public house. So. There's Chad out of one side of his mouth saying Brian Brushwood shouldn't have gotten uh, all this flack. And then there's Chad saying, no, I'm not going to say the public house. By the way, it's the Main Street public house <laughs> on Main Street in Columbia, South Carolina. The Divine Street public house is a wonderful institution. And they have the best wings in all of Columbia. There's nothing wrong with the public house on Divine Street. They just happen to have the wrong name. They had it first, but they just happen to have the wrong name. If you don't know, the, the band was out at Foxfield um, after we had performed a show. And we were there catching up with some friends. A uh, guy from the Main Street Public House who books is one of the part owners, books all the music. Came up, started talking with Don, dropped the N-word. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, Don Merkel also uh, wrote a, a post about it on Facebook that went viral. Even George Takei had something to say about it. It was really kind of cool. Um, it was very brave of Don to come out and say something because there, there, was, some, there was some negativity that was thrown at him. Um, some of it was... Um, it, like just not deserved, but you knew it was coming. Some of it from within the the music community, and um, I was very upset about that. Even even to the point where I had a, a couple of conversations with some of them. Um, I still don't agree with them, and I still think they're wrong for their their point of view. Um, it was very shocking. There's no reason to get into the demographics of that, but it was um, it was a show where um. You know, so we had that issue. The public house closed down for a day or two. They did some training, whatever. And then um, they said that that guy is no longer a, a, a part of the public house. We go, okay, great. I've heard that. Can anyone verify that? And I got nothing. So then, I, just so you know, I've reached out to them 
multiple times and said, hey, if you want to come on the show, you can. If you don't want to be on the air, I understand that because this is an internet show, you think somebody may be playing like gotcha with you or something. No, I, 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 I'm, I'll come to you and we'll record it like in, in there. We can do, even do it at the bar. Nothing. I had a couple of folks reach out to me and say, hey, uh, do you mind just like saying a couple of good things about the public house? Because, you know, they've really straightened their act up. They've gotten all this stuff fixed. Um, can, can you do that? Like, no, not without not without knowing that it's been fixed. And, and that's the thing. You see, Brushwood turned around and said, hey, here's what it is. I'm trying to explain it to you. If someone would come forward to me from the public house and, and talk to me about it, give me an idea, I'll go have a beer with them today at their establishment. Still don't want to play there because I think the sound sucks in that place. But like, it, it's just it's ridiculous that that people don't understand that as much as I'll stick my name out for something that I know was wrong, I'm not going to turn around until I know it's right. And it's, it's really just kind of funny. I mean, when I look at the conversations that this show has brought forth to me and then the life that they take from there, you know, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It's really, really a cool story to look back on. Oh, I, I could have had some huge guest come on like I had originally planned, but I don't know that I would have felt good that it was show 100. It's not about the big guest. It, it's about my dad being on that show. We did at Christmas a couple of years ago. It's about Mark Deco that I don't, I don't see anymore, but I think of often it's about Hank Thorpe popping in every now and then my shows with Maria Hunter Veal you know the the time where I talked about uh Valentine's Day or the the day my cousin and I sat down talked about the the loss of his older brother the episode I did local bar 44 life goes on the one I still look back on and says was probably the most important one I did. David Hunt, Don Merkel, all, all the all the names that have been on, Neely Cathcart, or the show that's talked about all the time, the one with the two widows, Local Bar Twenty Three, Aaron Zimmon, and Kristen Sullivan. Th those those that's what this show's been about. It's not really about me. I'm glad you asked for my opinion, but you see, a lot of my opinion is is now formed because, yeah, I had an idea, but I've had these conversations with these folks. In today's world, we are going on and on and on about what we believe. We are throwing our 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 ideas out there we are pushing people where we need them to go where we need them to think we are trying to put people in line we are trying to tell groups that they don't have a voice because this group over here needs to be heard more than anyone else 
You know, the the out of all the emails I get, there there is a there is a form of of this answer that fits every one of them. And and I hope that in some way I've been able to kind of illustrate it tonight. It is not so much about the segment that you come from. It is not so much about the color of your skin or what sex you are or what what god you worship if you even worship one. It is not about any of that. It is about the individual. Where did we forget that? At the beginning of the show, I played a clip from the movie PCU that came out in the 1990s. It was a, it was a it was a movie that really showed what we know now as the social justice warrior. The, the, it was something that was was predicting that. And it was talking about how groups have to group together. They begin to segment themselves. I know plenty of people from one group that without looking at them and only listening, you would swear they were part of another group. And that's not a shock. That is actually probably the norm. But we we don't want to do that nowadays. No, we want to hear from groups. Well, I don't. I have a hundred shows all with individuals, not groups. None of these stories that you've heard before this show have ever been about groups of people. It is about the individual. The hardest thing I think that we face is the idea that in a world where we allow for it to be so small because of the internet, we, we forget that we don't have to use the broad brush. The internet allows for you to get to know the individuals, and you should do that. We speak in so many generalities that we are forgetting that point. We look at someone and say, no, because they're liberal. No, because they're Baptist. No, because they're atheist or because they're white. No, I don't want to talk to them because I already know what they think. And it's such a loss. I bet you if I showed you the names and pictures of everyone who's been on the show, you wouldn't know anything about them without listening to their their episode. You'd be able to guess whatever you would want to guess by looking at them, but you'd have no idea and you'd probably be wrong. None of that stuff matters. Do you even know what I look like? I'm curious. I mean, a lot of you do. But do you even know what I look like? Do you even know what color I am? Hank Thorpe has talked about this on his show. H- Hank is black. And when Hank will meet people in real life, they're shocked a lot of times. Why? This is like, why? I mean, part of it's that part of it's that racist thing. Well, you sound so white, Hank. And still, it still just kills me. It makes my skin crawl that we still hear that nowadays. But the the thing that Hank really gets kind of chapped about is the fact that, like, what a, a black guy can't like this? A black guy can't like Slayer? What? Like, I like why? Why, why do we have to have these preconceived notions? We don't. 
We don't. And I invite you, if you haven't listened to the other shows, to go back. Because we're not talking about groups. We're talking about individuals. We're talking about people. You want to know the answer that I have to give the most in emails? Is that we are individuals. We are special. We don't always fit into a group. And just because we're in this group, it doesn't mean we can't exist in another. We don't have to be so tribal with our ideals. We can we can be open to multiple facets of our community at one time. But for right now, we don't want to be. And I don't quite know what it's going to take to get us to turn around. Because we're getting to be pretty asinine about it. We're starting to sound ridiculous. The pendulum is now swinging so far that the offended now get eye rolls more than they get someone patting them on the back. And that, my friend, is a very dangerous place to be as well. We start losing empathy. There, there's an issue. But I understand why it's disappearing. I've enjoyed this show for three years. We're about to hop back on track with some great interviews. I love it. But man, what a cool thing to be able to sit back and look at all the shows that have come before, to think about all the individuals, to see all the stories. I invite you to go back and check out some of the old shows from time to time. I'd appreciate it. Some of them are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of the questions aren't great. Sometimes the sound screws up. Sometimes I flip over my words. Yeah, problems come up. Sometimes you hear the dog barking in the background. Sometimes I've had to edit some of my friends who can't keep from dropping too many F-bombs. Sure. Sure, that happens. But These are individuals. And I invite you to not only do that with this podcast, but do it with your life. Do it with the people that are within your circle. I say all the time, you're not going to change the world, but what if you could just help change what is within your reach? Do that. Don't jump to conclusions so much. Don't get caught up in the misconceptions. Don't be a bully. And don't let anybody bully you. You stand up. You make your case known. You believe in yourself. And don't let someone else put you in a corner. Those, those are the things, not that I've preached on the show. Those are the things I've learned from the show. I've learned it from you. We've all gotten to learn it from each other. Thanks for listening. song's called uh, Modern Art Blues, by the way. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Don and I did a, a, a gig, just the two of us, a couple weeks ago 
for the 500 block. If you've ever heard, uh, just to throw out another show, the the one with Mike Holden is uh, we talked about that. It was a year ago we did that one. Uh, the 500 block of Edisto here in Rosewood. Every year for their um, Christmas party, they get together. It is uh, local bar 65, by the way. Uh, they get together, and uh, whenever they do a uh, Christmas party, they do it at uh, Foxfield. They raise money for the women's uh, shelter. Uh, Don and I did uh, a show, just the two of us, uh, for that. And uh, it's one of my favorite songs that we play, Modern Art Blues. It's uh, And it will most likely be played this uh, this weekend. Really cool song. Um, I... Uh, I uh, I appreciate you you, you listening. I want to I want to end on a on kind of a funny note. I in in, in kind of an admission of guilt. I, over the past few weeks, I've I've listened to some of the shows as I've tried to gather ideas and 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 say exactly what I wanted to say on the show. Um, and uh, one of the things I can't get over the fact that I sound like such a sourpuss over the past couple of weeks, uh, over the past couple of months. I, like you know. I, let me just be extremely blunt and frank with you. I, I have had a very hard year. Um, this is a losing season. I don't know how many games I won this year, but I didn't win a lot. Um, but I'm trying to get back on the positive sides of things because I have let my mind get into a funk over this year. And uh, I've let my attitude and, and, and the emotions and attitudes of others affect me and get me down and hold me back from, from doing stuff. I've talked about this on shows. And, and what I mean by that is um, I'll just get into a funk and I won't get out of it and then I'll just not do stuff. Like I won't do a, a show in a timely manner or I won't go to the gym. And so, you know, I just I let that I let that stuff get to me. I had a um, I had a moment the other day. Um, the church that I go to uh, plays a lot of uh, really cool music, R- great musicians in the band at church. And they have a, um, they have uh, um, a really cool band. And, and the music they play is, is a lot of times secular, sec- secular music, but it just happens to fit uh, the, the sermon. So they just kind of like do a cover of it in a, in a really cool way. And uh, they didn't have a drummer. And they reached out to me and they talked to me for a couple of weeks. Hey, we really need a drummer. We really need a drummer. Will you do this? I haven't played drums for a band in a very long time. But I was like, you know what? You know what? This is what I need to get back on track, man. This, you know, somebody really needs me. I, I'm putting my focus into this. So I did. I went out and got me some sticks and some some equipment. I practiced and I practiced and I practiced and I put myself into it. I'm like, I'm going to be up in front of church, man. This is weird. This is not where I normally play, but I'm, I'm going to be, we had the first uh, rehearsal. I had there's, there's this one song, had this wacky um, uh, count in rhythm to it, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to get us through this. I'm going to figure this out, man. I knew it. Nobody else did. We, were, I'm good to go. And I was feeling great about it. It was on Wednesday. We were getting ready to have the, the second practice on Saturday and the performance on Sunday, I get a call on Friday. Chad, we we, we don't need you. <laughs> if there was ever a picture of what this year has been like for me, I want to leave you with something. And yes, I'm smiling about this, but I I, I want to leave you with something because it has become grossly overwhelming to me this year. 
uh, this message, and you need to hear it. And I'll be very brief because we've gone very long. But, hey, it's my 100th episode. I can do what I want, right? Keep your word to people. Over the past year, um, as as I have struggled, I, I will tell you that there have been bad decisions I've made. There have been bad choices, some just bad luck. Uh, I have not done the best effort in some areas. There, there's, there's, there's plenty of blame to go around within my own head, okay? But the thing that I'm surprised at the most is how many people have not kept their word. Even if it didn't happen to me, I saw it happen to other folks. And, I, and I've, I've stood up against it, and I've, I've opened my mouth. It apparently isn't much enough. So I, 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 I want to do it here. Um, I've seen it happen with work. These are people's jobs, their livelihood. Somebody says they're going to do something, and then they don't do it, and people are left hanging. And that's atrocious to me. Now, the church thing's not as bad, okay? Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm still a little sour about it. I mean, you, you don't come and tell somebody. Here's what happened. They wanted me to come play drums. Then there's this dude that they used to, that, that they were going to have play, that they wanted to play. So, oh, well, we really want him to come. I know this isn't your first instrument, so so we don't need you. Well, then I don't need you. <laughs> so that's That's the first reaction that I have to that. But it does suck because you put effort and emphasis into it. And when you give me a commitment, I'm going to give one back to you. I've been surprised at people who this year have shocked me with the fact that I'll keep my commitment as long as I don't have to go too far out of my way. Or if you don't see me keep not keeping my commitment, it doesn't count, right? I've seen all different versions of it this year. I haven't always been the best at that, but it's something that going into this next year, I really want to push that we're better people about stuff. I've always pushed to be inclusive and not exclusive. I do want to push the let's not <laughs> be such jerks to each other and uh, not segment each other so much. That's uh, going to be a theme coming up. But the other one is a personal thing that I think we can all work on. You give somebody your word, you keep it. My grandfathers were not saints. Uh, they were two men that were highly flawed. But I will tell you this. If they gave you your, their word on something, it was going to happen, even if it put them out. For the longest time, I thought that they spoiled me on that because everybody else would say, well, I know I told you that, but we just can't do it today. But they would... I told you we'd do that. All right. Hop in the truck. We got to go. If I told you, then it's going to happen. Even if it puts you out, you have to follow through with it. It's your word. Let's make this world a better place by keeping our word on stuff. Let's not forget that our word means something. That our promises mean something, whether someone's looking or not. Let's keep in mind that people count on us, and that means that if you say you're going to be somewhere, do something, whatever it is, that you do it. 
Because I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know if that church is going to get them a piano player or not. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know. Maybe I'll turn the other cheek. I don't know. So when it comes to problems with the church, I like to go full Old Testament on them. Like, you know better than this. You teach both books of the Bible. You going to try to get away by asking me to turn the other cheek? I'm going eye for an eye on you. That's how, that's how religion works, right? We, we pick the part that, that we want at the moment we want it. At least that's what the Westboro Baptist Church is. Hey, listen, for the, uh, for the past three years, for the past hundred shows, for all the emails, for all the conversations we've had and conversations to come, for all the people that will be on the show, for all the people that have been on the show, I want to say thank you. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have, too. From where we go from here, I don't know. We've got a lot more conversations to have. We've got a lot more things that we need to do. But I'm going to tell you, I've absolutely enjoyed every single one of these 100 shows. I want to thank you for being a part and hope that you'll continue to be. And I will look forward to seeing you again. And until next week, take care. Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. Yes, we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Don Muckle on the Blacksmiths this Saturday, December 15th. Jack of the Wood in Nashville. Drop us a line. Until next week, take care. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. 